So where do coins come from? It's a bit like having to answer that question about where do babies come from. A lot of people get quite confused. We've got the mint in South Africa, the South African mint, and its managing director, Tumi Tsecho, is in studio with us this evening. Tumi, good evening. Welcome to The Money Show. Good evening, Bruce. It's um, good to be here. I mean, this is The Money Show. You make money. I'm, I'm surprised it's taking you so long. Where have you been? <laughs> Well, Bruce, I've been waiting for the invitation. Hey, Glad you, to be here. You should have pushed harder. Well, I'm delighted we finally managed to coordinate diaries and to get you in. I mean, coins have been minted, I think, formally in South Africa for at least over a century. Um, well, the first mint in South Africa was in 1892, to be exact. So okay. um, how many years is that? 126 now? You're the, you're, the, you're the money guy. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's a, a century and a quarter or thereabouts. Indeed. And we are on our third mint, if I'm correct. Okay, okay. so the building where you are now, um, along the N1 highway, I forget which turn off it is, where the little little buck sit and graze peacefully. Old Johannesburg Road, yes. Old Johannesburg Road. I mean, how long have you been at that particular venue? Um, that venue was opened in 1992. Um, we started production there actually in 1989. Um, so that's almost, um, 30 years now. Um, and I mean, as, as the, as the boss of the mint, where do you derive your mandate from? Who, who's in charge of the mint? Where, in which part of government does it sit? That's a fantastic question. We are a wholly owned subsidiary of the Reserve Bank. Um, and we have a sister company called the South African Bank Note Company. Um, both of us um, derive our mandate from um, the sub-act of, uh, of South Africa. So in South Africa, our main mandate, as, uh, as the South African meant, is to make sure that um, the public of South Africa has coins um, when they need them to transact in the economy. Okay, so I mean, so, so the mint, the, the part that you're in charge of, is completely separate from the banknote company. You're not related in any way. You're just a sister company. They've got their own board, their own structures, their own people. Their job is to make banknotes. Your job is to mint coins. That's right. We are two separate companies. Um, we do share a lot. I mean, we speak to one another. We are sister companies. Um, but um, for all intents and purposes, we are run separately as two companies. Um, I mean, do you make money? And I know you make money, um, but are you a profit center in your own right? Are you are you expected to turn a profit? We're a PTY limited, uh, Bruce, and yes, we are expected to make money. Um, you know, the Reserve Bank needs to be sure that they are getting the coin that we are giving to them at the lowest price possible, um, very competitively, um, and this is very important. So. In everything that we do, that is our core mandate. Um, our purpose is to deliver coins reliably to the South African uh, public, to the Reserve Bank, um, at the lowest price possible. I mean, and you know, we take it for granted. We get, and you know, we, we get a coin with a face value of two rand. That's got a manufacturing cost to it. We given this coin for nothing. It doesn't cost us two rand to have the coin. We have the coin. It is worth two rand. Who pays the price for the minting of the coins, which then get put into circulation? So the the Reserve Bank is a customer of ours, which is a kind of a strange relationship. Is that they are a, a shareholder, um, wholly owned, but they're also. Um, the the our biggest customer as it uh, as it as as it happens, um, we don't only make our money from the Reserve Bank. We also make uh, money from 
other endeavors. We have three lines of business um, in the mint, and you know, circulation coins that you use every day is only just one line of business that we have. Uh, the other lines, I mean, one of them that uh, comes to me immediately is you make medallions. Um, so um, the, the guys, for example, at, the, at Scoin might want a Mandela commemoration medallion or might want to make a set of uh, of medallions to commemorate a historical event or a scientific event or whatever it might be. And, and you make those medallions too. We, we, do, we do do medallions, but actually it's not one of the three that I was oh. um, speaking to. We We have... Um, circulation coins, which we, um, you know, most people are familiar with. We have collectibles, and that's a very important part of our of our mandate. And then we have bullion. Um, the Kruger Rand, the most well-known um, bullion coin in the world, is actually made in a joint venture with Rand Refinery. You had Richard Colocott here on uh, a few weeks ago. Um, and he is speaking uh, about the Kruger Rand. That is uh, something that we to in a joint venture with them. So so the um, Rand refinery produced the blanks, those are the gold one-ounce discs, and then do they transport those to you, um, and then you actually put the stamps on, the, the Kruger stamps on the one side, you've got um, the, Kruger, the Kruger emblem, and what's on the other side? I can't even think of it. Um, we have the, the Springbok. The um, Springbok we, on the other side, of course. We, we, each Kruger Rand that's ever been minted um, in the world, if it's not a fake, um, was produced at the South African Mint by us. I mean, there's something like 50 million coins in circulation, aren't there? I mean, that was 50-year anniversary of the mint of, of the Mo- Kruger Rand last year, and it is the world's most circulated gold coin. M- more than 60 million uh, units that, that have been minted through the history of the Kruger Rand since 1957. Um, um, Bruce, we, um, yeah, we, we, we have, um, the, the Kruger Rand, we have more Kruger Rands minted more than all the other bullion coins, um, combined in the entire world. Yeah, it's ama- It's an amazing South African success story in terms of exports. Of course, the Kruger Rand is recognized as uh, one of the world's most collectible uh, coins. It's a bullion coin, which is also collectible. When you talk about collectibles and, and the minting of those collectibles, are those what, um, you know, the, the, the each set of coins that comes out comes out with a, a pristine set that comes in a little plastic sleeve that nobody's ever touched? And, and some of them, yes. Some, some of them come through like that. And then you get this almost like, I suppose, stamp collectors would call or a first day cover um, or, or something like that and each each set of coins that comes out and you produce an awfully large range of coins has a collectible set to it as well and I suppose that's where the term mint condition comes from um, indeed um, so I mentioned earlier that our main mandate is to make sure that people have coins that they can transact within the economy um, our collectible uh, business is a very important part of the business as well in that um, you know, we also have a secondary mandate to depict South African heritage and tell South African, authentically South African stories on our coins. And this is a part of the business that we take very seriously. Um, we make those coins in far more limited uh, quantities. And, um, yeah, they are targeted at a, at a, at a specific market, um, collectors of coins. Um, it's an age-old um, hobby for most people. Um, but increasingly, we're also seeing that, um, you know, it's uh, growing in the gifting market. Um, people are, are starting to get interested in coins for, for other reasons more than just collecting. 
um, and we are also responding in that way. No, I when I, I mean I popped into the mint about fifteen years ago. Uh, it's, it's a long time ago, uh, and there were lots of facts and figures being bandied about then. I think at the time the South African mint was producing coins for something like twenty countries. Um, we have made coins probably at this stage for um, more than fifty countries uh, since nineteen ninety six. Fifty um, countries. Fifty countries. At at any one time we easily make countries for, uh, you know, coins for about uh, at least nine countries at any point in time. I mean, and um, that's because there are only something like five mints in the world, aren't there? That's not true. There are actually more than 15 mints. 15 um, or 15? In the world. Five, zero. Five, zero. And you've got that much of the, the mint market. Um, we, you know, the, the minting world is quite a community, quite uh, tightly knit. Um, we speak to one another. We meet a lot. Um, you know, we uh, visit. We visit one another, and um, we quite an active uh, community. We compete very hard against one another, um, and at the same time, we we we, we collaborate. Um, there are fewer export mints um, around the world. We are one of them. Um, and there are a few others that we, we compete against. At the time when I was there, you were making coins for places like New Zealand. I mean, it's on the other side of the world. And you make their, their, you know, their five-cent coins, their ten-cent coins. You put them all in a big crate and you know, pop them onto a ship and ship them over the oceans um, uh, to these countries. And it's the most bizarre concept that countries don't make their own money. And actually, the factory for their money is sits in Midrand. Well, yeah. I mean, in South Africa, we're quite used to making our own money. Um, whether it's banknotes or uh, or coins, um, but there are many many other countries that um, have to rely on mints like us um, to make sure that they have coins in their markets, um, and so that's what uh, keeps us in business. Um, in addition to the business that we get from our own shareholder, the Reserve Bank. But that makes um, that makes you then. I mean, that's with the, the PTY Limited and the profit incentive. Then is very firmly driven by your ability then to compete against the other exporting mints that are dotted around the globe. Absolutely, um, that's a, that's a big part of uh, of what we do. Um, we have a big uh, part of our revenue that comes from uh, from exports, whether it's in circulation coins, um, whether it's in collectibles and uh, and bullion. So, do you make other countries bullion coins too? No, oh. um, not at not at this stage. Um, it's not uh, impossible for us to 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 do that. It is just not something that uh, mm. that so far we have uh, focused on. I think the Kruger end, as it is, is keeping us uh, busy <laughs> enough. Um, take me through the process of of making coins. I mean, um, you, you've got to make something called a die um, or a, a stamp, if you like. You've got to, the, the blanks have got to be produced. They've got to be made on a, a, a large scale, millions at a time. These things have got to be fed through machines and literally stamped with the logo on one side and uh, and, the, and the logo on the other. Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, one of the most exciting um, parts uh, uh, times in, in the process of making a coin is right at the beginning, um, you know, coming up with the themes and coming up with the with the concepts. Um, we have, we actually employ um, artists um, um, in, in the Mint that have to think up um, what type of uh, coin we need to put on on uh, what, what type of uh, designs we should p- put on the coins. Um, and 
Once that is done, we even have a panel that decides on the appropriateness of, of themes and, uh, and, and the designs. Um, and that's part of a, a very important uh, process at that early stage. And then we have to do the engraving. Um, the engraving is done by hand. Um, and do, does that happen still on a uh, on a on a sort of a mold the size of a uh, I don't know the size of a dinner plate and they sit on um, plaster and they and they carve this in a really old fashioned way? Um, the well, what 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 the coin is going to look like? Well, we we we, we still use plaster models, um, and then we also have uh, migrated to using. Uh, computer-aided uh, design uh, technologies. So, you know, that that's increasingly forming a part of, uh, of, our, of our value chain. And then there's some of the artists that we have, uh, engravers, that would combine the two. Um, for example, if they have to do a portrait of a person like Nelson Mandela, um, it is something that requires that um, fine touch of a hand, and then it gets finished off uh, perhaps in a, in a, in a CAD um, model. Um, and so there's quite a lot um, of activity at that early stage. And then once you've uh, reduced it and you are starting to uh, create um, the um, the die, just before you have to get the master die, um, it's a big challenge to make sure that the coin actually has the level of detail that <laughs> it will produce yeah. the level of detail that you envisaged uh, right from the beginning. Um, and that is why I'm saying that, you know, long before you can get into the factory and start putting out the blanks to um, put the coin through the minting press, um, there is quite a lot um, of, uh, of activity that you, you have to uh, be involved in that is just as exciting as that final minting process when you do get the coin um, uh, right at the end. Tumit Zetlo is the managing director at the South African Mint. More with him. In just a moment. Tumit Zetlo is the managing director at the South African Mint. Now, I was had a great fun the other day playing a game with listeners to the Money Show, and I had a, a 1966 one rand coin in my hands. It was that big guy and makes that nice pingy sound when you flick it up in the air and you catch it, and it feels like real money. Um, and in those days, real precious metals were used in the manufacturing of coins, just as, I suppose, for millennia before, a brass coin or a bronze coin was worth less than a silver coin, which was worth less than a, a gold coin, and depending on how much metal was in the coin, defined its value. That's what we were used to through through centuries, I guess, to me. Yes. Um, you know, coin technology has come a long way since then. And South Africa was actually one of the pioneers in um, improving um, the technology of uh, coin making with a clear view to reduce the cost of, um, of, of making coins available. So in South Africa, for example, our coins, the 10 cents is red in color. It's a copper uh, color looking coin. Um, but actually, it's not um, all copper because to make sure that the cost of uh, producing the 10 cents, the 20 cents, and all the other coins as well, um, we have um, made sure that we can use some far lower uh, cost met metals uh, in the core of the coin. And we make sure that uh, just on the outside, we um, electroplate it with, uh, with, with copper. And that has been a huge uh, step in making sure that the cost of making the coins available comes down 
um, over time. I mean, there was a story in the United States, I think, of when nickel prices went through the roof. The uh, Americans lost ten cent, uh, ten, their 10 cent coins because they were made of nickel. And suddenly people were hoarding the 10 cent coins with the idea of melting them down to extract the metal. You put valuable metals in coins and that's what the sort of thing people will do, I guess. Um, it's, it's happened in uh, many other countries. Um, in South Africa, I can assure you that um, if you take our coins and you melt them down and try to recover the metal, uh, you will get far less value than the face, uh, the face value of, uh, of that particular coin for all of them, the 10 cent, 20 cent, all the way up to the five rand. Um, and this is a challenge for, um, a lot of, uh, a lot of countries. If you had a solid copper coin, um, you know, the 10 cent, if that was a solid copper coin, it would be worthwhile for somebody to take it and melt it and sell the copper. Um, I mean, so, so those old one and two cent coins. I mean, you know the ones I was um, talking about, the ones from the seventies and the eighties. There's big, uh, there's the little one cent coin and the big brown two cent coins. The ones that you could get lots of chappies for. Um, those ones, if you had a big bag of those, that those were solid copper, weren't they? They were um, not quite solid, um, but a very high percentage of uh, of copper in them, probably around ninety seven percent, sure, um, at least ninety percent. Um, so they did qualify as a copper alloy. Um, we've mostly removed all of those from uh, from from the uh, circulation. And uh, an interesting story about them is that we used to collect them, both the copper coins and the nickel coins, and we would put them back into the process. And use them to make the new coins. Ah, okay, so the coins we're using today may very well have remnants of those old coins. How do you know? Recycled. How, how, yeah, recycled. Good. You, green, you see. Very green. Um, how do you know how many coins we're going to need at any one time? I've just looked at my wallet and I've only got three coins in it. Unfortunately, all three ten cent pieces. One's from 2018 and uh, two from 2017. Um, do you have a set number that you mint every year? Does the, the Reserve oh, Bank sort of guess how many you need? Hash to confirm this welcome tone at Three rand per. Uh, Hello, Ryan. I don't know who you are, but you're on the money show on 702 and Cape Talk. Where is he? Yes, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, uh, it is Bruce. It is Bruce. I, we're not supposed to be talking to you. Somehow you've come through to us, and now he's gone. Bye, Ryan. I'm sorry for that interruption. I don't know. Somebody no pushed, pushed a button. <laughs> it was nice to talk to Rian then. Um, I don't know who he is. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the issue of, of, of these coins in circulation, how many do you know that you need? Um, so we communicate with, uh, with, with our customer, um, the Reserve Bank, and we look at the withdrawal trends, you know, from month to month, um, and we can sort of get a sense of uh, where demand will go, um, you know, over the next uh, coming months. But we do get one single order each year. So we have a level of certainty um, okay. with regards to what we need to make for a year. Um, and we make those adjustments uh, with each year that comes. Do you have any idea how many coins there are in circulation in South Africa right now? I don't have um, a, a definitive number. Um, but it must be I billions, surely. do know that uh, we've got uh, roughly about 5 billion coins that we expect to be in circulation at this billion rands worth of uh, of coins, five billion rands worth of coins in circulation. Um, but in terms of uh, quantities, 
Um, it's likely much more than that. I just don't have a, a definitive number for you on that process. But about five billion rands, but that's enough coins. Um, oh, is there any point in continuing to mint the 10 cents and the 20 cent coins? I saw a piece the other day that the UK is considering discontinuing its, its one and two cent coins. Indeed. For as long as our uh, consumers um, continue to see value in that particular coin, um, we, we will uh, keep minting it. So when we do have uh, feedback from the population, from the um, public that uh, this coin is starting to be a nuisance, um, I'm sure <laughs> we'll uh, do, do something hand. about it. <laughs> so, South Africa has been very proactive in yeah. actually taking that kind of action. Uh, you spoke about the five cent earlier and uh, the one cent, two cents are no longer there. So, um, you know, our, our job, our role is to make sure that people have the means of exchange in the economy. And we, we need to make sure that we respond appropriately. Now, the day I went to the Mint and I was given a guided tour and it was wonderful all that time ago. And there was a guy sitting at a machine and the woman who was guiding me said, what are you doing? He said, no, I'm working on the new 10 Rand coins. That was about 15 years ago and we've never seen them. Are we ever going to get a 10 Rand coin? Lots of countries have got quite high denomination coins. They, they're robust. They're in the system for a long time. They certainly last a lot longer than banknotes. I have to confess that um, I'm not the best person to ask that question. I am actually, I'm, I'm actually quite conflicted. No, Ooh, you're um, conflicted. you know, I have to, um, as I, I told you, that I do have a customer. If my customer comes to me and says, I would like a 10 rand coin, please, um, I might be able to do something about it. But have you um, not been asked that question? Um, I have uh, <laughs> had some discussions about it. I am not in a position to say okay. whether or not. I, I think we would still quite sense? a long way. Would it, would it make sense to have a 10 Rand coin based on what you know from mints around the world with whom you've interacted? We, we're still quite a, 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 a some distance away from uh, having a 10 Rand coin um, in South Africa. Uh, it's certainly something that uh, comes up for discussion from time to time, um, but it's not something... Um, worth getting excited about at mm. this time. Please don't make them too big and heavy like those horrible British one-pound coins that if you put too many in your pockets, your, your pants fall down. Don't do that. No, we uh, uh, actually we would make sure that uh, it's a much uh, better-looking <laughs> coin, probably smaller than the current five right. Oh, that's interesting. Probably. Hypothetically speaking, of course. Hypothetically. <laughs> what a pleasure to have you. Lots of really nice comments coming through on the SMS line this evening. You've thoroughly enjoyed the science of the coin this evening, and that's all due to the great input from Tumit Zetro this evening, the Managing Director at the SA Mint.